Want to see the world from a totally different perspective? Ready for provocative conversation, intriguing stories, and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. And a big happy new year to you. Can you believe we're in 2021? All right. By the end of this hour, you're going to know a little bit more than you do now about dating, dating after Medicare. Can you imagine? So don't touch that dial. If you're new to the show, let me go over a few things that you might want to know. If you miss part of the show, you can hop on over to my iTunes page where you can listen to hundreds of other episodes of Talk with Francesca. If you want to reach me for any reason, Email me at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. There is no H in Francesca. And if you want to know what else is going on, including upcoming shows, giveaways, anything else, just visit my website, talkwithfrancesca.com. All right, then. This show is sponsored by Terramia Restaurante in the North End, when you will only accept the absolute best in Italian food, great service, and an intimate setting. Terramia is your go-to spot. I know because it happens to be my favorite, and there's parking. And another fabulous restaurant right across the street is Antico Forno. I was just there Saturday night. Oh, the food is fabulous. And don't forget to tell them that I sent you. Alrighty, we've got a lot to cover in a short period of time, so we're going to get going. Eleanor Vale, she was living her life as expected until 2011. A practicing attorney, married for 44 years with children, grandchildren, friends, and relatively good health, life was pretty good. But then her husband died in 2011. He was 74. Her life seemed to continue as before, but after a few months, she felt the loneliness and solitude of living alone, so she started dating. And out of her experiences, she wrote Secrets of Dating and Mating After Medicare. Tonight, Eleanor is with us, and we're going to be discussing the whole gamut of how and why seniors want to, need to, and how to discuss, create excuse me, a new relationship in the senior year. So big welcome to you, El- Eleanor. Thanks for joining us tonight on Talk with Francesca. It's a pleasure to have you. Oh, thank you, Francesca. I'm delighted to be with you. Uh, it's an important topic, and your guests are always so intelligent, and the conversation is always very interesting. So I'm delighted to be part of it. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, this is a, a very um, provocative uh, picture that you have right on the cover of your book, Secrets of Dating and Mating After Medicare, A Journey into the Incredible World of Dating, Loving, and Marrying of Singles Over 60. And there you are holding up a glass of Chardonnay, and beside you is a guy with a cowboy hat that you consider your boy toy. <laughs> is that true? So was he younger than you? Yes, he's younger, but I do say in the book, and I and I lived it, I interviewed over 100 people, that age is really just a number within, let's say, 10 years. Give or take 10 years, we, we should not be that sensitive to age, and we can go into that further as we talk. Right, absolutely. Well, yeah, let's, let's start with, I want to first of all ask you, you know, that being the fastest growing segment of our single population due to longevity, widowhood, and late divorces, did you find that men were broken? Like I'm from sorry, the, well, well, that were men broken, were like from the broken toy closet? <laughs> uh, no, um, you know, I 
Because I, I have that, heard that. That men act, I'm sorry, I didn't quite get the question. The men uh, actually uh, responded to um, senior dating in a more positive way than, than women in some ways. Uh-huh. So I don't know if that's the answer to your question. Well, I just, you know, I, I, I know um, many who have done the online dating thing, and so many women friends say that some of these men are from the broken toy closet and that, you oh. know, they're pining over their ex-wives who, who decided that they oh. wanted to move on in a different direction after being married for 40 years or a man who was, you know, married for many, many years and then his wife passed away and he hasn't been able to get beyond it. You, like you go to his house and there's pictures of, of his uh, deceased wife. And yeah. um, so many of those men, from what I hear... Are broken, and I'm just curious if if you found that in your uh, dating um, adventures. You know, Francesca, with all due respect, and I, re- I respect the question so much because so many women have used it, mm. have have commented. I did not find that to be true when I actually interviewed men. When I actually interviewed men who had been dating and uh, where they were coming from, there was a a definite honesty. I, th- I think there is a lack of communication uh, between older men and older women, and I think women may bring more baggage with them into a new relationship than they, than they should. And um, I really came away from the book, you know, I had no pre-ideas. It was really a journal that I was going through. I came back with a very positive feeling about new relationships uh, that, you know, can be entered into uh, people over 65. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, Francesca, we live a much longer time, even though we think we're we're going into our death throes. Many of us live another 20 years beyond that. Mm -hmm. So I hope this book has a positive feeling uh, for people that, you know, even though we're aging and we're not feeling well and we're not doing things that we used to do, we can still form new relationships um, and that are heartwarming, bonding, and, and, and are part of our life's fulfillment. Mm-hmm. I honestly am an advocate of it. Right. So, Eleanor, there's plenty of conversation about dating after 50, but so why did you choose after 60? Well, you know, I, I I will tell you how well I was seventy four when I started dating again. I will tell you later Spring in the program. Spring chicken. <laughs> but 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 there, I saw that fifty year olds are in a different stage of life. Most of them are coming out of a divorce, and um, because there's not that much death in the fifties, it's really starting in your seventies, uh, and 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 they are. Um, they're very bitter and they're very sour, and they usually have, if they had been married before, they've had kids, and the kids are pretty much still at home. Mm-hmm. So their first responsibility is mm-hmm. to their kids, and it's a whole different dynamic. And to be perfectly frank, you know, they still are at, sort of at the childbearing age, which really kind of adds a little bit of a, a, a problem to a potential new relationship. They may want another child or may, they may want to adopt a child because they consider themselves still childbearing. At 50? 60, mm. 65, 
when you're sick. The most you're going to adopt is a cat or a dog <laughs> or a parakeet. <laughs> you're, you're not really, you don't really need a new family to bond. You don't want that. You, you, you enjoy your freedom. All right. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> All right. So um, gerontologists divide senior years into early age, 70, meaning uh, middle old age, 80 as... Now, wait a minute. Hold on. Early old yeah. age is 70. Middle old age is 80. And old old age is 90. And you disagree with that, right? Why? Yes, because as I found when I interviewed folks, uh, I found 80-year-olds much more spry and alert and kind of young in their attitude toward learning new things, younger than 70-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Um, so age is not just a physical continuum it's a psychological, and to some extent, you know, some of us are healthier in our 80s than other folks are in their 50s or 60s. Mm-hmm. So I'd be careful. Right. I, I love the gerontologists. They've done a lot by pushing the envelope, making us early old age yep. and middle old age and old old age. But I don't think they told that they're telling the whole story. And that's why I, that's why I, I'm, I'm going around the country as, as a senior advocate. I, I want folks to I want folks to understand that there's life after sixty, sixty five and it's rich and wonderful mm-hmm. and can be very happy. Mm-hmm. So how is it different entering the single scene after sixty compared to like the twenties and thirties? Are there any similarities? Is it harder? Is it easier? In I should that should have been part A of that question, part in B of that question. It's in some ways it's shocking because it's the same. You know, you don't know what to wear. <laughs> and and uh, it's shocking because it's, you've learned nothing. The, the fears you had are something in the 20s. So in a, in a way, the deja vu of it is sort of scary because when I looked in the mirror and started dating, I, I said to myself, well, how is this old lady with all this gray hair and lines going to act cute and feminine and attractive? Well... I found a way because I, I end up almost marrying one, and now I'm bonded again. It works. It's just the the uh, it, the, the differences. So, so the sameness is scary. And then, of course, the differences, uh, which I talk about in my book, are, are quite challenging. Um, when we're young, most of us have nothing, and we marry for, quote-unquote, love, real love. When you're in your 60s, 70s, and 80s, and I have one gentleman who married in, in 92. Oh, my. You're not, you, 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 you take care of your money. You have separate assets. Yes, you have family issues that all have to be factored in. So there are differences sure. between, between bonding mm-hmm. when you're in your 80s and bonding when you're in your 30s. I couldn't agree with you more. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Talk with Francesca. I am speaking with Eleanor Vale, who is the author of Secrets of Dating and Mating After Medicare, A Journey into the Incredible World of Dating, Loving, and Marrying of Singles Over 60. All right, so how necessary, or well, wait a minute, Liz, how much time before the break? Two minutes? I think that we'll take a break now before we embark on this next topic, because I think it's going to be a little juicy. And the question is going to be how necessary or desirable is it to have the relationship, um, a sexual relationship? So is this okay? (laughs) So we're going to take a break now, because I'm afraid we're going to get into this. And I don't think it's going to last two minutes. So can we take a break now?
All right, listeners, stay with us here. Don't go anywhere. We're going to talk about sex when we come back. This is life, don't miss it. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy trattoria with stucco walls and beam ceiling specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisine here, the atmosphere is elegant, yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing. And best of all, it's reasonably priced. The best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112. That's 617-523-3112. Or visit terramiaristorante.com. If you've been meaning to get healthy, this is the time to do it. At CrossFit South Shore, grit leads to growth, and the effort you give equals the results you receive. CrossFit South Shore offers classes of 10 people or fewer, along with individual coaching plans. CrossFit South Shore can guide you through nutrition plans, strength training, interval training, and accountability. Their monthly plans let you schedule half-hour classes for as little as $35 and one-hour sessions for $60. Once CrossFit South Shore assesses your fitness, they build strength and aerobic fitness in the areas where you need it most. Once you learn the CrossFit pillars of fitness, your life can be transformed. Located in Boston's North End holds one of our best-kept secrets, Antico Forno, ranked number nine of the top ten Italian restaurants around the world within the category of being one of the most authentic. With a welcoming family feel, it's hard to argue the experience you have when enjoying dinner at Antico Forno. Best known for their brick oven pizza, their world-class traditional cuisine does not fall far behind. Come enjoy dinner at Antico Forno and feel like part of the family. Open daily from 11.30 a.m. until 10 p.m. Call us today at 617-723. Three six seven three three, or visit us at AnticoFornoBoston.com. Your pets are family. Take your dog to the Dog's Den in Pembroke. Your furry friend will go from smelling crummy to yummy because Leah at the Dog's Den really cares. Whatever your pet's needs are, from dematting to extra scissoring, the Dog's Den in Pembroke has your furry friends covered. So call the Dog's Den today at 781-826-7008. Or visit thedogsdengrooming.com. This is life, don't miss it. All right, we are back and we are talking about the secrets of dating and mating after Medicare, which is also the name of Eleanor Vale's book, who is my delightful guest this evening. So welcome back, Eleanor. Thank you for having me. All right, sex. <laughs> All right, how necessary or desirable is it to have the relationship a sexual relationship? I'm going to answer that with one sentence. One size does not fit all. <laughs> I, th- and I I found that out, I guess, the easier the hard way by interviewing all these folks. There are some folks in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s who have to have intercourse uh, absolutely as part of the relationship, and they are spending a lot of money, rightfully so, if that's what they need. 
uh, to um, to fulfill themselves and what they think are is their partner's um, uh, needs. And then there are others who find that uh, reality is that it's it's a drive, it's a chemical reaction, but it doesn't take the form of a lot of physical activity and it's holding and touching and just feeling mm-hmm. sexual. It's a chemical reaction. Just feeling bonded in a particular way is enough for them. And that takes that takes like going to a restaurant that they enjoy and they sit and talk to each other across across the table where they 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 couldn't have the same kind of conversation or bond with they that they would have with their children or their girlfriends or their guy friends. Mm-hmm. And so that you know, you have this tremendous thing. Um, I just want to warn the um, your audience, and, and I, I talk about it a lot, is that there is, you know, a movement out there, and there's a lot of money spent on on on, folk, on on giving us things to improve our sexuality. I don't. I'm not against it. I think it's great, but you know, don't worry about it if you don't want it or don't use it. I do believe that keeping yourself fit. And trying to stay healthy and active is sexual, and it, it makes you feel attractive and give off the vibrations that will make someone attracted to you. Well, I, it, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, being fit is, is, you know, it just goes without saying that, you know, it's, it's good for everything. As a matter of fact, one of um, my big supporters for the show is CrossFit of the South Shore, and, um, and I've actually been exercising. I mean, you know, you just, that whole thing with the COVID and, you know, you just get sloppy and lazy. You don't want to go out and the gyms were closed and you eat too much and blah, blah, blah. Well, back about three weeks ago, I said enough of this and I stopped in and I feel fabulous. I really do. I feel like I have so much more energy. I, although the other day when I was there and I was doing jumping jacks, I was hoping that my trainer would turn his head and he wouldn't see me so I could stop. <laughs> Because I was panting panting so much, and it wasn't the kind of panting I wanted to do. (laughs) I cannot do, I'm older than you, obviously, but I cannot do jumping jacks anymore. I don't even know if I could ever do them. But you know what I started taking last year? I started taking belly dancing. (laughs) And why? Because Mm -hmm. my person, I haven't told you my exact age yet, but a person, I will somewhere, um, but a person who is older has theories or worries about balance. Yes. Even though I still ski, a balance issues, yep. and and I feel so much more attractive taking belly dancing, and, and for my balance, and I'm in love with it. I bought myself costumes, and I actually <laughs> am zooming it now. Well, it's very sexy. Belly dancing is so, very sexy, right? Liz is shaking her head. Yes. Yeah, I took some lessons, and it was one of the best things I ever did. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah. so I feminine. It is. It really is. Yeah. At a certain age, I think we should do things that turn us on a little bit, turn us on a little bit, because we we need that enforcement. So rather than going to the gym, which I did when I was younger, and lifting weights, mm-hmm. I'm doing less of that, and I'm doing more belly dancing. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. You keep that belly moving, baby. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, is you know, in, in terms of, of sex, I think that, um, you know, my own personal opinion, for what it's worth, is that I think that, you know, like you said, there's no one size fits all. I think it really depends on the two people and what they want. I mean, I, you know, 
I know that there are relationships that, um, you know, couples who are there, you know, living together or dating or, or married who not only sleep in separate bedrooms, but, you know, have a completely sexless marriage and they're fine with it. And, um, you know, to me, they're they're roommates and that works for them and good for them. But, you know, I think that the issue arises when one doesn't want it that way and the other does then i think this, then i think there's a problem um you know so it's good to have a similar similar drive but i i do also agree with you that um you know there's more to sex than just intercourse so um this is very funny i will never forget i don't know liz if you're going to have to cut this out um but uh, <laughs> years ago i owned a uh, dating service and um, there was, a, I had a senior division, and um, there was a woman who came in, and I guess she was about maybe at the time, I don't know, 75-ish, maybe 80. Now, I had been in business for a very long time, and I can tell you all the years in business, not once ever did anyone ever mention sex. She wasn't in my office two minutes, and she said, I want to make sure that I meet a guy that can get it up. <laughs> Now, do you need to wow. cut that, Liz? <laughs> um, I think that's borderline, wow. but I think we'll leave it in. Okay, good. So um, I just thought that was about the funniest thing that I had ever heard, you know? Um, just, I mean, because at the time, I think I was, I don't know, 28 years old or something. And I'm thinking, I can't believe this woman is saying such a thing to me. Do they ask the guys that on the questionnaire when they sign up? <laughs> But I thought it was very funny. So, so anyway. But you know, I think that, um, and you know, it's it's. Uh, it, it, I don't think it is necessarily an age thing. You know, I mean, I don't think that you know, depending on your age, is going to determine whether you want to be intimate or not. I mean, the the when you think of the word intimacy, it's into me you see, right? Very in, good. Into very good. Me, I never heard that before. Into me that. you see, right? I so it. It isn't that what intimacy is about and being connected, whether it be emotionally or physically, right? So, right? So there right. you go. So there well, you go. One of, one of the things I learned by interviewing other folks, not just my own journey, I actually, it helped me continue into my, my rebonding. But I found that, that, and it's my last chapter, there were 50 shades of relationships. That they, you know, so what is a relationship when you're older? Well, I got 50, I got so many different answers that, that if they told me it was a relationship, then it was. And uh, when they described it, some of them I would reject, they weren't enough for me, and some of them sounded like too much for me. But what, what, what we're agreeing on, and um, I, I, I found that to be true is that one size does not fit all, but you need to find someone who's compatible uh, physically with your chemical needs. And if it's someone who um, can't get it up or, or, or you know, they, they, they have a decision. They can insert things and help himself, or she can give it up, or they stop seeing each other. You know, <laughs> Liz is laughing over there. I've yeah. been in radio for 30 years, and this is a first for me. <laughs> this is new territory for me. <laughs> and and can I tell you, shame on me, because I sent Eleanor an email yesterday saying, okay, I just want to let you know that when we get off onto the topic about sex, just remember we are on radio. We do need to be careful. you know. <laughs> but we're kind of going off the beaten track here, but it's kind of fun. 
it's yeah, human nature. No, I, yeah. I, it is. I understand it. When I when I speak before groups, I'm very careful about how far I'm going to go, and I get I, I judge from the audience. When I go before groups, they actually want more. But uh, I'm as honest as I can be in the book, and without actually describing a how to. It's not a how to uh, yeah. make things better. It's what's going on out there. Right. It's big business. It is big, big business. business. What, what, you have a chapter in your book, King Arthur's Sex Secrets. Do tell. <laughs> yes, Arthur is actually my boyfriend today. Oh! And <laughs> when I told him... I thought it was something I'd my... find in a history book. <laughs> I <thought it> was... <laughs> when I told him that I was writing the book, he said... He said, you need a man's point of view. Uh-huh. I said, well, I, I interviewed a lot of folks. So see, he looked at a little bit that, you know, I was doing. He said, no, you need a man's point of view. I said, well, do you want to write a, a chapter? He said, yes. Mm. <laughs> and um, he took the Monica King author because, you know, his daughter to this day doesn't even know he wrote it. She doesn't even know the existence of the book. And she doesn't know his pictures on it. She doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> of her. <laughs> uh, and I have to be careful when I see her not to mention anything about his other life. Uh-huh. But he wrote he wrote it, and I found it. Look, I know the guy eight years, and, and I'm bonded to him. I thought the chapter was charming. Um, it, I, I didn't have to dumb it down. I didn't have to clean it up. Or uh, I thought it was just charming the way he expressed his need for love. And romance at his age, he he wrote it. He was seventy six, I think, at the time. So, so that's a, that's King Arthur. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, I noticed that on your your book, um, the cover, a picture of you, you're holding a glass of wine. Why did you choose to do that? To be frankly honest, I had that picture taken when I moved into my new apartment, and it had totally nothing to do with the book. Uh, I, you know, I, I was, you know, I was, I was a widow, and I moved, and I moved out. I sold my apartment. I moved into this new one, and my housekeeper, who was helping me unpack, said, "I need to celebrate." And I, I'm wearing a smock, really. I'm not dressed or anything. And she took a picture of me in my new apartment, holding a glass of wine. And when I was looking to do a cover, I was looking to do a cover, and I was thinking about it. And I had pic- professional pictures taken. They just didn't capture it. So mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to use that picture of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I was thinking, of, of maybe I'll make it two, a man and a woman, not just you know a, right. a woman's point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a picture of Don. He's my bonded young man, young man, younger man today. And he, we were going out one night, and he was wearing a tux. It was a New Year's Eve party. Um, and he was wearing his cowboy hat, and I took a picture of him, and I looked at that, and I said, that's a perfect picture for a single guy in his 70s who looks like he still has life into it. Well, we're going to take, sh- take a short break, Eleanor, and I'd like to ask you when we come back what men actually want, and that can be anything from romance, sex, you know, whatever it is that you found that men over 60 are looking for. So listeners, stay with us here. We've got more to cover. This is life, 
This is Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca. We'll talk more in just a bit on 95.9 WATD. The Casual Cup, located at 911 Washington Street in Braintree, is a must-visit. With a sense of community in this busy season, you can expect to feel relaxed after a specialty coffee, a healthy breakfast or lunch. Everything is homemade and served with love from the super-friendly staff. It's a must-go to stop for a quick bite or a casual meal with a friend just to catch up. My personal favorite? Homemade natural raspberry ginger tea. Pull out your computer if you feel like hanging for a while and try one of the many made-from-scratch delicious foods. Visit them at thecasualcupcafe.com. Are you tired of hating your ex, resenting your mother, beating yourself up because you're disappointed in your life? It's time to have some peace and be happy again. Resentments are bad for your health, and they keep you stuck and unable to create the life you want. Mary Hayes Greco is a life coach who can help you move forward into your best life. You'll swiftly be able to calm your heart, awaken your power, and your intuition. Learn more at ForgivenessTraining.com and book your first appointment today. You'll be glad you did. New England winters can wreak havoc on our vehicles. Sometimes it's just not enough to wash and vacuum them. Sometimes a full detailing is in order. Do you remember the last time your vehicle was in such pristine condition? Remember how you felt? It's time to get that feeling back again. A full detailing from Holmes Auto Detailing can get you back in the driver's seat. Call Holmes Auto Detailing at 781-871-0807, 781-871-0807. Their gift certificates and remote starters make any car cozy in the winter. Holmes Auto Detailing, 2110 Washington Street in Hanover. Tides is beachside dining at its best, all year round. Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room in the pub can't be beat. Tide specializes in casual dining with food that's delicious, not pretentious. On a warm day, enjoy a frosty pint at their bar or their sun-drenched deck on Nahant Beach. Or enjoy an incredible meal in their dining room anytime. Tides guarantees you great atmosphere with superior service. The menu at Tides is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out the drink menu at Tides for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with state-of-the-art tap wines. Tides is unbeatable anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. Visit TidesNahant.com. Francesca Luca, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. And we are back, and I am speaking with Eleanor Vale, who is discussing with us this evening uh, dating after 60 years old, and it's, it's getting to be a pretty provocative conversation. Um, Eleanor, welcome back. Thank you. All right, so what do these guys over 60 want? Seriously. Well, I have to start that off with a negative. Um, a negative is what they don't want in a woman. They do not want to be financially responsible 
mm-hmm. for a woman. Right. While, once they're in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, and whatever, most of them said, I've done that, been there, I don't want to, she has to be financially independent, and uh, that, that, that can be a deal breaker. Um, so that, that's when, when they, that's after they've gotten past the initial attraction, and they're thinking and talking about bonding. Mm. They don't want to be anybody's sugar daddy. No, and when it comes to bonding, they don't want a trophy woman uh, because she's too expensive, and they can't handle it. You know, most of them don't want it. Yes, they they don't even talk about it because they find it too threatening. Um, It's true some women, uh, women, particularly divorcees, have said that, you know, he wants a woman younger than I am. They want women who are younger. Um, I didn't find that to be true just in terms of age. I, I didn't, I just didn't find it when I talked to men. And that, none of them said, she's too old for me. She was too old for me. They, they had other reasons why they broke up with women, but he, it was never that she was too old for me. Once they are sort of bonded or, or once they lock in physically, with a woman, and they do that quickly. They do that like one time. They actually physically look at a woman, and if they find her attractive, she's got him for a while. <laughs> she's got him for a while. Then, then he starts thinking about how, how, what the kind of relationship they're looking for. Um, they want, on the whole, women to seem sexually available. After all, we're women and they're men or whatever mm-hmm. whatever the sex is. That, you know, they want the 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 partner, they want to feel that they're wanted. Mm-hmm. They want to feel that they're desired. So they need that interaction. Uh, how far it gets, you know, is, is a matter of, of choice and 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 age, but uh, they they want to feel um some and that's pretty much it. Uh, they don't want. They're really not interested in trophy women. They're they're w- interested in women they can be comfortable with mm-hmm. and happy mm-hmm. with. They don't want a nurse. They they definitely don't want a nurse, and uh, and they don't want a purse. But uh, women tend to think, um, especially the one those of us who got divorced. I notice there's a big difference. The ones who got divorced. At a late age, in their 60s, um, really are sour about what men want, and they feel the man, man, the husband threw them over because he wanted somebody younger. Right. Yes, in a certain percentage, certain percentage, but a lot of them, they just didn't feel loved and wanted anymore, and they simply wandered because there were women who, are, who felt it, who felt their loneliness. So you know, it's other women sometimes who uh, who who make that happen. Mm-hmm. So. I, I, another question I I have is that when a, a man is in that age group, call it was like over sixty or in the sixties, and perhaps they're a widower um, or divorced. Well, it's obviously one or the other. If they've never been married, I don't know. I kind of sit up and take notice. Um, but you never know, I suppose every, anything's possible, but how do you know when a man is ready? I, um, 
I, I used to live in a community where there was a, um, a woman. Her sister was quite a bit older than her, and she was dating a guy who was a widower. And, you know, they were going along. Everything was just fine, like three months into the relationship, and all of a sudden he just said, oh, you know, I'm just I'm not over my wife. Um, of course, I'm not sure that, you know, when you that you ever get over um, a death necessarily. You just kind of learn to move on from it and continue to live. But um, there are some men who are, you know, they're just not emotionally ready, but they may act like they are. And then, you know, you kind of get, uh, the women get hit from behind, and one day they wake up and say, oh, you know, I'm not ready for this. What do you think that's about? Do you think it's that it's just an excuse that they don't, they're not into the person that they thought they were, or do you think it's that it's kind of started to hit them that they really didn't mourn the loss um, you of, know, of their wife? You know, you said something so profound that I have to repeat it. I have to repeat it because people think that when we get rebonded, I'm not even going to use the word marriage at this point, rebonded after 60, 65, that we're starting over, and you said, no, it's, it's like a continuum, which it is. So, you know, it is. It's something to remember that you bring your past with you into your new relationship, and, uh, and it's a continuum, and it, it's something to be desired. Uh, and hopefully uh, it enriches our last 30 years or 20, 30 years of our lives. As to men who have sort of quote-unquote excuses, we have to understand that it takes a very long time for a man to grow into a bonding relationship. I had I met my, my current boyfriend, my significant other, whatever I call him, I don't even call it love. Uh, I met him in 2013. It is 2020, 2027 years later, and I still feel not his wife. In other words, he's still afraid of his kids, uh, about my being there. He still has these things, and it's not because he, he, he... it just takes a very long time mm-hmm. to establish a relationship when you're older. Now, when we're younger, we tend to jump into it more quickly. Honestly, not not so much anymore, but in the old days, mm-hmm. because one, we were virgins a long time ago, and the guy had to have us, and two, we wanted to childbear. Mm-hmm. We needed to childbear. But when you're older and starting, quote, an over-over or forming a new relationship, it takes twice as long. It takes twice as long. Uh, there's still room for Don, uh, that's his real name, Don and me, he's called King Arthur in the book, to, there's still room for us to grow together. We still have our breathers. We still have our arguments. Um, we're almost like a married couple in some ways, but in other ways we're not a married couple, you know, um, at all. Well, um, you know, in one of the um, chapters in your book, um, is kids are the new in-laws, and I thought that was kind of a um, uh, an interesting. Um, yeah, I really think that there's a lot of truth to that because, as um, especially if a man has, um, you know, lost his wife and, and his children, no matter how old they are, if they're 25, 30, 35, 40, whatever, they're it's not their mother. So it's it's interesting that that can children can kind of wreak havoc and unless the man is really 
um, you know, willing to to step out and say, hey, listen, this is this is my life. I love you, but I need to continue to move on. I think when a man or a woman, for that matter, can't do it, um, that's an issue. I have a, a, a girlfriend who um, she was a very, very young widow and um, her husband got a brain cancer and he died very quickly and when he did one of her sons said I um I don't want you to ever get married again and she said you know I'm very young and I'm I don't expect that um, I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. And she put it out there like immediately. Now, she didn't end up being with someone for a couple of years, but she's now recently engaged and I'm just so happy for her. But, you know, she right at the, from the start made it clear to her kid, you know, that like, hey, I'm not going to I'm not going to be single for the rest of my life. And I think that you have to uh, it's important that the children I don't know if say put in their place. It sounds kind of harsh, but, you know, that, that they understand that they uh, that they do understand that there is this need and um now that their you know mother or father whatever it is has uh passed on or for that matter could be divorce as well that you know the the person has to let the kids know otherwise they do become like the in-laws right and we know how those can be (laughs) i think that was the biggest surprise i think that was the biggest surprise of, of my book to me yeah. Uh, because uh, actually, I did hit it in my own journey, but I thought it was sort of unique. And then when I interviewed other folks before I met Don, my con- I, 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 at two I went, in 2011 when my husband passed away, I was introduced about three months, four months later, to a gentleman who came on my Gangbusters, and he was terrific. He was older than I, and he had common interests. Uh, and he was terrific, and we ended up uh, getting engaged and planning to get married. I had met his four children numerous times. It was a very close relationship. They loved me. They thought I was intelligent and da-da-da-da. But when I, the ring went on my finger, he told me that his, his kids said, you know, don't go any further, Dad. Keep her as a girlfriend. Don't get, don't get remarried. Ooh. And uh, at that time... I had only known marriage, mm. so I figured I'd get remarried, and I took it as a complete rejection, mm. and I broke up with him, and then I, I went online and, and met the, my current guy, Don, but uh, I saw he backed off. He backed off, and he said, my kids are against it, and I just can't handle it, and then uh, I broke up with him, and looking back, I think I might have accepted him without being married. I don't know if marriage is important at, at, after 60, which is something that we may not have time to discuss. But, you know, how important is it to be married and live with the, live with the same person to have a, a, a really good, true, honest, right. loving relationship? Uh, well, I, marriage I can be a little... Long run, I'm sorry? I found in the long run to be a different... I I have opted for the relationship I have now. We live separately. I have to drive to his house. We have to come to my house, and I spend weekends with him. And we, but we're bonded. We yeah. travel together, and we help each other out, and we miss each other. We do. And we're not married. And we're not married. We don't commingle funds or anything yeah. like that. And we Good rarely commingle family. <laughs> we rarely commingle family. Yeah. Once in a while, they they yeah. meet very very. Briefly. Well, I think okay. marriage can be, um, 
you know, it, it's a, a lovely thing, but can also be a little bit overrated, it, it particularly, I mean, it's one thing when you're, um, you know, much younger and you're wanting to have children and raise a family, but after 60, I'm not so sure. But anyway, we do need to take uh, our last break. So when we come back, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Listeners, don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. This is life, don't miss it. More talk with Francesca coming right up on 95.9 WATD. Noticing fine lines and wrinkles? Skin laxity or stubborn areas of fat that just won't budge despite your efforts? How about increased anxiety and fatigue? What is your body trying to tell you? With the power of Powell, you'll be able to get to the root of the aging process and back to the best version of you. Jennifer Powell offers Botox, Sculptra, skin resurfacing treatments, volume restoration, laser hair removal, body contouring, skin tightening, nutrient IV hydration, and more. Visit her new location at 222 Webster Street in Hanover, just off Route 3. Call 781-421-6544 or visit jlprn.com today to schedule your consultation. Jennifer and her team of specialists look forward to helping you understand your beauty from within. This is life, don't miss it. All right, we are back, and I am speaking with Eleanor Vale. She is the author of Secrets of Dating and Mating After Medicare. Welcome back, Eleanor. Thank you. All right, marriage, the big M word. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, curious, uh, it sounds to me like you are pretty comfortable with not doing it. And, you know, it's interesting because overall, in, in my experience in my life and talking to many women, as I said, I owned a dating service many years ago, women are women tend to want to get married more than men. It seems to be more important to them. Not always. I actually have a friend who he's actually in his 60s, and we were just having this conversation the other day, and I thought it was a little bit strange. He insisted that, oh, no, there's absolutely a big difference. It's like declaring, you know, your love. Um, and I'm not saying that there isn't some value to that. But, you know, I, I don't I, – I guess this is my own opinion, but, you know, I don't think that necessarily if you're bonded, you're in a relationship – and, you know, if somebody wants to walk out, they're going to walk out, whether you're married or not. I mean, sure, marriage makes it a little bit more difficult, for sure. But, it, you know, either you have it, you're either making it work or it's not working. And um, when you're past the, the years of making babies, I'm not necessarily convinced it it uh, makes sense. But I, And I kind of know your opinion on that, but, but I'd like to hear more. Um, I, for me personally, right. I don't want to get remarried. Right. Um, um, and, and I'll tell you now my real age, uh, because it, it, I talk about the 70s, but I'm actually turning 83, okay? Mm -hmm. And that sounds pretty old, but I feel reinvigorated. I feel very independent, and I feel I'm being sought after because I'm not married, I'm not married. I feel that, that my boyfriend still has to work for me, and he has to want me, and, you know, he does. Mm -hmm. he, likes, he likes a little bit of that chase. It makes him feel a little bit insecure, and men like that at whatever age, whatever <laughs> age. 
So I think that well, but, it's like, it's it's like, out. <laughs> well, like our mother used to say when we were little is, girls, is right? Well, wait, remember, remember what our mothers used to say when we were little girls? Well, buy, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? <laughs> uh, now my no. age is showing. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, there was also that expression, let them chase you until you catch them. That yeah. kind of expression. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if they, yeah, it, it always, another one was always, which I'm not really sure I agree with, but have them always love you just a little bit more than you love them. I don't know. That kind of. It kind of makes me feel like you're kind of jipping yourself, you know, if if you're kind of not as excited about the person that you're with as they are with you. But Yeah, but not being married also makes me show my affection more easily in a way because I want him to know I missed him. I want him to feel that I, I, I need him. Mm-hmm. And so by seeing him less or doing it, I mean, I could see him more. I could move in. He's asked me to move in. I don't want to. I want him to want me. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want you once you've moved in and you were in your sloppy sweatpants. Okay. How, <laughs> let's, talk, <laughs> let's talk about Internet dating a little bit. Um, how has the Internet affected uh, senior relationships? Because I know there's a lot of dating apps out there and websites, but they don't – I don't think they, they gear themselves towards seniors, or maybe they do. I don't know. What, do they? Well, there are there are websites that have there are geared to seniors. I met my current on something called Our Time. Uh, he was also on Match. dot com. He was on a bunch of things. His secretary put him on a lot of stuff. <laughs> Those <laughs> secretaries. You always hear about the secretaries put themselves on. They have secretaries, as my story. Oh my put, goodness! As I found out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They. Uh, but they, but he shows a need. He he was lonely, and he shows a need. And he had a couple of women before me. He was divorced actually in two thousand six. I met him in two thousand eleven. So in a sense, he was between relationships. Right. He never had, but he but he never had one that lasted more than a year. Hmm. Well, you're, obvi- he, you're obviously very special. <laughs> um, I wanted him enough to last it more than a year. You know, it's, it's two sides. I, and he softened. There were certain things that can be, uh, he's a royal pain in the butt about, but, you know, people, people don't, people change, but it takes a very long time, and you have to be willing to put the time in. Uh, and uh, I, t- I put the time in, I put the energy in. I'm driving uh, uh, almost an hour and a half uh, uh, for the weekend to see him. And he he no longer wants to come into Manhattan because he really is not comfortable here. He can't stand the noise. And, of course, with COVID. So I'm going up there regularly. uh, And um, it's worth it to me. It's worth it. I'm part of his life. I'm part of his life. Absolutely. Um, Liz, how much time do you we have left because this is the last segment right about six more minutes yeah because this is so fascinating and so interesting eleanor that i've lost track of time so i want to make sure that we don't get into a the middle of a conversation and then have to cut off six minutes okay all right let's talk a little bit about money because i think that that's an important piece especially as we get older i mean we've acquired um you know some some assets and um, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, you're in the same financial situation, maybe not. But so why do you think uh, money is important in, later in a relationship? 
Well, you know, I, I can also speak as a lawyer because right. I'm a practicing lawyer. Yeah. So we yeah. have we have two people who've acquired some assets or no assets, but we have but they're not going to be earning a lot more money going forward. So they're pretty much living on what they have. Uh, maybe some cases they're on the rise, but by and large, they know they know where they're going. And two things: they want to preserve their money; they don't want to outlive it. And two, you have an issue of progeny. You have kids or siblings. I've seen brothers and sisters come out, um, and they don't want you wasting their money or your money. Mm-hmm. So, and then the lawyers get involved. We we start going to prenuptials and postnuptials, and then society. Society is strange. You know, if you remar, if you are collecting social security. And you're collecting your own Social Security, and, and the guy that you're dating, you know, the opposite sex is collecting his Social Security. When you, if you get remarried late, legally, that total goes down. Oh, that's no fun. It's a, <laughs> no, it's not fun. And I know that one relationship where they were going to get married, and they looked at it financially, yeah. and they decided the hell with it. Because they didn't want to lose their independent, they didn't want to lose money for the two of them. Yeah. So he just moved in. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, I think we have time, Liz, for one more question. About two minutes left. Yeah. Okay. All right. Real quick. I hate to put you in a box, but how has our dealing with the reality of our mortality um, affected um, our attitude towards relationships? I think that it's been a positive uh, movement. Once we understand that we are going to die, and when you're over 60, 65, you know, you're, wind, you, you're slower and you may have a hip replacement and you start having issues that are not uh, repairable, you know, you, you, be, you begin to look for people who are infirm as well. So my point really is that mortality is there, but there are also other people who who want to bond, who would like to bond, but they also have uh, physical issues. So I encourage folks simply to treat that as a, an issue mm-hmm. to be dealt with, and not to be, not to define, not to define their mm-hmm. their need to to bond with someone. Okay. All right. Eleanor Vale, secrets of dating and mating. After Medicare, journey into the incredible world of dating, loving, and marrying of singles over 60s. 60. Listeners, pick it up. It's, it's, I'm sure, a fabulous read. Eleanor, thanks for joining us this evening on Talk with Francesca. It's really been a pleasure. You have a website, Recheck Your Clock. What is it? Reset? Reset Your Clock? Reset My Clock. <laughs> reset My Clock. Okay, reset we want to get My Clock. We're Reset exactly, My yeah. Clock. All right. Thanks for joining us again tonight on Talk with Francesca. It's really been a blast. I enjoyed it, too. Thank you, Francesca. All right. All right. You, too. All right. We've got to wrap things up and say good night. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you missed part of the show, you can hop on over to my iTunes page. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Make it a great week. (laughs) 